I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking so slowly. We're like already starting out sad. And I am Ryan. Well, that's because this show is sad. Yeah, the show is sad. Okay, by the show, show, I mean X-Men Evolution, a show that we're watching because this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and then we talk about it. Ta-da! Back when we were young! Oh my god. Periods a change. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures. season three of x-men evolution we took a week off from this show we're back um hello everyone we are like i don't know what's going on with us i'm a little tired because i came hot off of a convention for the first time yeah ryan went to a convention yesterday i I visited some friends it was amazing we are living that post-vaccine lifestyle we are party animals and i met agatha all along not Catherine hahn a cosplayer that was dressed as agatha yeah ryan met the real true agatha Harkness and the real true Pietro. Their costume was amazing. Yeah, I posted yeah. it on my Twitter, but then also retweeted it from the Mutant Ages. I'll put it up on the Instagram because I, yeah, I just have to. a delight. Cons are back. Everyone's back, at least in certain states in the country where vaccinations are doing okay. We're in the United States. My my extensive apologies to folks listening who are living in, in places that um, don't have access to the vaccine or, or aren't right. doing well. Sorry for bragging about our situation. Hang in there. We love you. Thanks for listening. We do. Anyway, we do. let's talk about X-Men Evolution. This show is sad. This show is sad. <laughs> this show is no longer a show about who's dating who at the school dance because this now show everybody is like so grim. This show. Okay, so this episode is called Mainstream. It literally took me back emotionally to being bullied in middle school, being like called a dyke at school, like being yeah. like afraid like it is so intense suddenly you know oh, this is like, my this is my second favorite episode of x-men evolution like boom boom is yes. always my first one because i'm just which is another very dark episode which folks can go back and listen to that I yeah mean, i mean honestly this show is just dark and i think it's there's no way you could do like you could do the avengers stuff and make like all those kids shows for the avengers that are like now the avengers are going to do some like the, the superhero super squad show and all that shit they can make Avengers stuff that are is easily accessible to kids but it's just i don't know mm-hmm. if it's actually possible to make x-men fun and bouncy because like that's not the purpose that's of not the, the show X-Men. and it's about it's a sh- it's about bigotry it's about yeah people being pieces of shit to you i mean i guess i guess you could because i i always refer to like cora and steven universe because they've managed to touch on yeah. some similar themes but mm-hmm. like even those shows had to start off like less grim. 
I, they yeah. kind of follow the X-Men evolution route where they're like, here's like the fun stuff. And then it just gets more grim as it goes along, you know, I guess. But I feel like X-Men evolution started off so much more older kid level than the, the original Avatar show did. It but, was. It was. But I mean, I don't know. Anyway, we are full bore into sadness and just depicting analogies for bigotry. Yeah. And this one is very queer coded. Like this it's particular so... episode is like it's. I mean, they pulled up from all the different forms of bigotry that exist. Exist, but this particular they did, one is and like I really it it was really good it was this is another really good episode I, there's been like only two episodes we haven't like i like this show i like it so much uh, x-men the animated series is a classic that i absolutely love and i'm yes. glad that we opened this show with really taking apart this x-men animated series shows because mm-hmm. I, we ended up finding a lot of stuff like we ended up sobbing at the end of x-men I, god i know but Ugh. this show like this one has stuck out the most to me of all the X-Men cartoons that have thus existed so far. Yeah. And like, I think it's just the relatability as a gay man. I think it's, I think it's at the time it came out, like I was in the, like I wasn't in the closet. I was out to my close family, my friends, but I always walked in to situations being like, at one point, do I have to reveal if I choose to reveal that I'm gay in this situation? Because at some point, some Somebody's going to be like, what do you think then. about that hot girl? And then I have yeah. to decide if I'm going to play a lawn or if I'm get you know, and that's yep. when the show is airing, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I mean, it, it really, there were so many things about this episode that reminded me of that. And I mean, for me, my experience is more like, um, as a bisexual person, like, should I reveal when I'm dating a man? Like, is it is it embarrassing or like safe to reveal that I'm also attracted to women and like evaluating that? And like, there are so many moments in this episode that reminded me of that experience that like we can right. get to as we go along where like characters are sort of like I can pass for normal in some circumstances the, the trans allegory in this is like yes. definitely here yeah that's also here yeah um so anyway uh previously on the x-men i guess previously I on the x-men well okay so i don't need to recap season two because at this point we're enough into season three to explain what happened so after yep so basically what's happened is that everyone's been outed as mutants cyclops has locked mystique away because he's mm-hmm. a piece of shit she'll be back later but she's not in this episode the yeah. whole last episode was the x-men being outed and then being on the run because at that point people were like are mutants even human beings should they have rights or should we just kill them and so they were willing to send like the army and cops to just go kill a bunch of children and that was like the entirety of that episode was them on the run from people shooting at them while storm and beast had to go to To washington dc to talk to the government uh, and be like hey we're people, we have civil rights and need to be protected. And also, meanwhile, Juggernaut, honestly, I'm still on Juggernaut's side. We talked about this a lot in the previous episode, but like Juggernaut was just yeah. minding his goddamn business and the cops were like, we got to kill this mutant. Like, yeah, fuck this guy. He was guy. just like sleeping on a train he and was they're just like, straight oh, up fuck chilling. This dude. And the cops tried to kill him and then Juggernaut fought back and like that was framed as a bad thing. And so, anyway, the X Men saved all the humans from Juggernaut's rampage, which debatable as to whether Juggernaut was, uh, you know, should have been some somebody you need to save anybody from but whatever it's fine and in so doing there's now sort of a detente situation where like humans are sort of investigating whether or not they care to tolerate mutants or not and that's where we are when this episode starts it's sort of like okay there's sort of this peace treaty situation where mutants are sort of being permitted to exist ish yeah that president made a speech where he was like okay so we can't 
be prejudiced towards each other, which was interesting. Like I, yeah, I don't know who this president was that they were basing it on at the time, but it was like not a president. Yeah, that existed. I mean, you sort of speculated like Clinton, but it's like at the time this was airing, it was post nine eleven, which was basically like Bush. Uh, just inflaming sense of xenophobic sensibilities at the time and being right. like, trust no one, let's go to war with whoever. And also this other country that wasn't involved. Like that was how nuts everything was in real life in, in the United States at the time. But on this show, the president is a little bit more like moderate at least and is kind of like, let's get more information about mutants. Let's not prejudge people. Let's gather information. Let's find out what's going on. Right. And that is translating down all the way to every layer of society, including Bayville High School, including just regular well, okay. schools. Uh, well, okay, I think Bayville High School is in the spotlight because when they figured out that the X-Men were who they were, they yep. revealed their identities on TV because at that point they're like, well, they're not human, so we can just like skip the part where we can yeah and we todd can just was, reveal i know todd, todd was telling us in slack that um i mean we it's sort of debatable as to whether this is considered legal or not to be revealing these mutants full names on television um ordinarily it wouldn't be but i think it's supposed to be because mutants are just not considered human so they don't have any civil rights so like their right. identities aren't considered valuable in that type of way which is it's terrifying i mean it's Basically, like they don't have a right to privacy, to fair trial, to anything. But that has sort of changed at the outside of this episode. Like last episode, we saw like the cops and government workers were invading the X mansion, were invading the Brotherhood's mansion um, and just investigating every piece of property, searching absolutely everything, looking at all Xavier's guns. But now, as of this episode, the cops are gone. The government workers are gone. The boys of the Brotherhood are back in their house and the X mansion is being slowly rebuilt and all the kids and Xavier are living in the sub basement, which was not destroyed. No. And it's like that extra sub basement that they were building in the Bayville Sirens episode. Yeah. So that's where they're at. I mean, good thing they have a whole kitchen down there. I know, rooms. right? I don't know what. So convenient. I, I mean, it's like they complain that they don't have enough space. And I'm like, guys, you should be lucky you have anywhere. Like, well, I think, wow. Like, Xavier had already started to build a fallout shelter. Because remember, Boom Boom yes. commented on it. They walked into that section and Boom Boom yeah. was like, what the fuck is this now? She yeah, was like, she's How? like, what's this? The X cave? And it's like, yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a secret, secret um, fallout shelter down here with like a bunch more guns and like all this other shit that like, By I don't the know way, if the government he's like found already or not. installing more guns again because that wasn't I enough. And I was like, I dude, know, like, dude. It, like this episode opens with the Xavier's Institute and it still has cameras and guns. And I'm like, wow. And okay. He just did not learn at all. And Xavier's, I guess his argument would be like it's not safe because people are but these guns aren't shooting people yet because i don't think they're fully installed they just definitely have cameras and we see Mm -hmm. two shadow people walk across the lawn yeah that's gonna be important they look like monsters they look like they look like spooky dookie it's halloween costume monsters i actually thought these were gonna be morlocks they're not that's what i thought the first time i saw this episode yeah i thought these were gonna be morlocks because they look like like, way shittier what it turns out to be yes oh yes but for the moment we just think these are like unusual looking mutants or something and they're walking across the x mansion lawn but then we go inside the sub basement um and kitty's walking around yawning 
and she's like having a little midnight snack. She's having a piece of pizza and like drinking milk straight from the gallon. This is the oh, only I joke in this. the entire this episode. So we may as well just enjoy this one funny scene because from here on, yeah. it's going to be grim as fuck. Oh, so let's is. enjoy. Let's enjoy this one moment that we get, which is frankly hilarious. So like Kitty lifts up the, jar- the jug for a drink and Kurt bamps in and grabs it. And he's like, you're drinking right from the carton. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny. And Kitty is like, uh, I was gonna finish the whole thing. And Kurt is like, okay, then drink up. Just half a gallon left. And Kitty is like, <laughs> oh my God, okay. And it's like, it's hilarious. And like, we think we're gonna see Kitty be forced to chug an entire gallon of milk, which, which would probably kill her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then she's saved, question mark, by the fact that she sees the security footage uh, behind Kurt. Which is conveniently in the kitchen, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I I guess why not it's xavier so like sure um and she sees some people stalking around outside and she's like intruders and kurt is like skeptical at first and is like ha ha you're just trying to get out of it but then he turns around and he's like oh fuck okay there are and people so up there. here's how i translated this kitty says come on let's chase them off before they trip an alarm and set off a million of xavier's guns that will murder them and us and also wake everybody <laughs> up and yeah. i was like yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah i know i didn't love that and then they bamf away the milk ends up spilling everywhere which yep. brought funny. me back honestly because there's so many stories in our lifetime that involves milk getting spilled all over the place like yep. so many yep. it's even in demon it's like it's everywhere yep so then Kurt um, bamps in and he and Kitty are like looking at each other and in silence and then they split up and it's like all very ominous. Also, the music in this episode, by the way, is really dark and spooky and like sad. Just yeah, like just as a pointer here, because they're jumping out and they're not playing like action sequent music. They're playing like Dun-dun. it's like what's. Yep, what's happening yep. it's really sad um and so kitty and kurt split up and kitty like phases through a wall and like finds these two yeah three they're like jumping these dudes i know they look like trick-or-treaters basically yeah yeah they're, yeah they're wearing the bavel high jackets but they're also yeah. wearing masks and yeah. so well we don't we don't know that yet and kurt basically knocks one down and he unmasks one scooby-doo style and he was like it was blah 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 from Babel high but yeah. then it's really sad some random muscular jock yeah well, so, he comes back because he's hanging out with duncan later so that yeah. one is anyway and so yeah. all that kitty says is what and she like looks down at the ground and she sees that there's like spray cans for graffiti and she turns yep. around and sees that they've sprayed all over all over the new walls of the mansion that yeah. are like go home get out and it's it says like muty yeah you know they've done these cartoon drawings of the x-men and they're yeah i mean it's basically like the equivalent of like homophobic hate speech spray painted all yeah, over I know. this and then they get up and they start running away and they scream you're all freaks bayville doesn't want you no one wants you and yeah. kitty great animation here where they, she has her cradle herself like she got a chill yeah. And she looks really sad. And she says, things were so much simpler when only the brotherhood hated us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, so sad. There's not That's, like that is going to be the tone of this entire episode. I know. It's like you wait for there to be a joke to like transition you into the next scene. But like there is no, no joke here. There are no jokes. By the way, nope. the, uh, the intro to this episode was somewhere in between Kitty and Kurt jumping out and being like, we got you. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. that was. Yeah. So the next day, Logan and Xavier are watching the construction of the Institute, and mm-hmm. both Rain and Jubilee are being sent home, which I want, I really, really wanted to know how they were going to circle back to this, because 
like season four is only six episodes pretty much and it's like yeah. i know that they were setting stuff with daniel moonstar i i really want to know if jubilee wound up living on the street like these are all things that i would have liked to see on this show but we'll never know so mm-hmm. logan turns he goes first ray now jubilee i can't believe parents are pulling their kids out of here do they really think things will be better for them at home which i like that but also xavier's like i hate to admit it logan but they think there's it's not safe here because the mansion blew up and there's also guns everywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like he's like i promised their children would it be safe and obviously i can't manage that (laughs) yeah 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 and xavier's basically like i told everybody I was going to keep their kids closeted because like that's my whole deal as like a deeply conservative gay man and I failed to keep everybody closeted so yeah, yeah they're pulling their kids out of my uh, haven for queer youth by the way in this episode like Xavier's like okay so now that we're out of the closet I'm going to like make all of you deal with it but he like does not really publicly speak at all like he I does know. at the very end and I'm like Xavier you could have stepped in on I don't know like why is this the time you're choosing not to mind wipe people is my question but I mean okay. I guess because it's too many people to mind wipe like it's I- I mean, that's true. I mean, remember that time at the stadium where he was just like, which caused so many problems. I did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier is a questionable character. Anyway, there was a nice shot here that I was, I wanted to know more about, where it shows Jubilee sadly looking out the window at Logan, and I'm like. Oh, are they setting them up to like have a friendship later? Maybe, yeah. Like maybe there was going to be a plot line where Jubilee got kicked out of her home, was living on the street. Like I could have seen them going there with her, you know? Like why not? I know. We did. We don't know. It was weird because she was getting sent back to her parents. But as you know, Jubilee really doesn't have those in the comic books. Like the X-Men or her family. Mm-hmm. But there's a way they could have like fixed that. I mean, it's also funny to have Rain be sent back to her parents as well for the same reason, because it's like, okay, but like that would also be like Moira or okay. Rain would, okay. Rain and Jubilee are maybe that's it. Honestly, because those two characters, when you think about it, Jubilee didn't really have parents to go back to in the comic books and Rain had like, an abusive father who was also a priest. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what they ended up doing with that stuff. We'll yeah, never know. I know. I know. Anyway, so Logan is basically uh, fills in a plot hole that we we addressed a couple episodes back that you had already sort of previewed for me, which right. is Logan being like, uh, I should have been able to catch Mystique's scent when she was posing as you, Xavier. And Xavier explains as well, like he should have been able to sense Mystique in Wanda's hospital room. But now that Mystique has advanced shape-changing abilities, she's able to conceal herself completely, which I thought was an interesting twist on the idea of um, shape-changing, which is like, oh, also she can change her scent, perhaps. So, like, Logan can't smell her right. and, and change, her change her mind. Yeah, yeah, I yeah know. which is so badass. Like, I love that. Do you think that. she's just, like, shape-shipping some metal around her brain so Xavier can't get Maybe. in there? Maybe, or she's just changing it so that she has a mind that Xavier can't read. Like, who I mean, knows? I think that's you know? really cool. I, I, I love, love it. I love Mystique. And I love that now she is like super, super cyan Mystique, who is like, yeah, yeah I'm the most powerful mutant ever and I can defeat everyone. She's it a total rules. badass. I well, know, right now great. we don't know where she is, but we're going to find out pretty soon. We don't, soon. but we know she's going to come back eventually. And like beat the shit out of Scott for 20 minutes. I yeah, know. it's going to be amazing. But until then, they just wanted to quickly close that little plot hole up and be like, hey, this is the explanation, which I love. It's not even a plot hole. It's well, just... And also, uh, both Logan and Xavier are blaming themselves for what happened at this point. Which makes sense. Which makes right. sense for both of their characters. And so, so. so it ends with Logan being like, I don't know, Charles, I'm going to go cruising for men. Bye. <laughs> like, that's like, literally what happens. Like, Logan's like, he's like, he's like I'm going to go for a ride. And then 
this show, it's just them symbolizing that Logan's going to go cruising, which does happen in this I episode. Know. It's actually like the most fun part of the episode because it's the only lighthearted part of the episode. Well, I get, I, it's still not, though, because at the end of that, it turns out to be sad also. So anyway, so Xavier, then it goes to the next day and Xavier wakes everybody up in their minds. He just like wakes everybody up screaming in their brains. Be like, <laughs> the new mutants have to report for breakfast right now and everyone else is going to mission briefing. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Why is it in our brains? And so we get this shot of all these like tiny dorms in this fallout shelter yep. which everybody's sharing like it's like a closet with two beds in it yeah let's talk about who's sharing a room with who's because i wrote all these down well, okay this is important and it's like basically all the couples all the couples so like <laughs> okay so rogue and kitty are sharing a room duh cyclops and kurt are sharing a room also duh cyclops is covered in kurt's fur because they're having sex together and sleeping on top of each yeah, other that was the only way i could read that as like okay so unless kurt's bamfing all the room and shedding everywhere like all I could think of is like they were just cuddling right the fuck mm-hmm. now. Like it's kind of sad that Evan doesn't really have somebody to share a room with because like Pietro's kind of his like on again, off again person. Well, did, was he sharing it with multiple men? Yeah, he's sharing it with Jamie Madrax, which is like basically Evan's sharing it with like a toddler, which is like, oh my god, poor Evan. I mean, yeah. And, and then, then we see Magma and Jean are sharing a room, which <laughs> is fun. Which I didn't think about that until I watched this episode. I was like, I oh know. wow, they are also still fucking over Jean there. Jean is continuing to teach Magma about being a mutant yeah and wow. then cannonball and sunspot um so then rogue like basically tells a joke setup which is like it's too crowded down here like as jamie is duplicating himself like 60 times in the background like why like just Shrugging. no reason i don't know it was really it's funny, funny. Yeah. so then we go to this like kind of dire another yes. dire scene where it's gonna God. be the the main x-men sitting around a table and they're all dressed up in new outfits everybody's goth now by the way like everyone is full-on goth which is amazing like new new civilian clothes for the record it's not like new um super suits well they changed their clothes on this show a lot which is actually yeah, yeah, something yeah. i appreciate about it yeah but these are like their special season three goth outfits where everybody looks amazing so um this is kurt gene scott rogue evan and kitty and so they're yep. all sitting around the table and xavier says good, good news. news the He's school like, good news everybody everyone hates you it's like okay thanks <laughs> professor it's really not good news so he's like the school board's gonna let you all go back to class provided none of you do any gay shit while you're there by which i mean don't use your mutant powers yeah just don't be queer yeah and scott is like just for today and Xavier's like, yes, they'll be voting on whether or not to impose a permanent mutant ban. You can see how important it is to be on your best behavior, which like, oh my fucking God. Okay. Oh, so yeah. This reminded me of so many things. This reminded me of like the first black kids who were allowed to be uh, desegregated into schools and like how watched like a hawk those kids were and how hellish their lives were. So it reminded me I of mean, that. I they still are now. Let's, I, let's I not pretend. Well, I know. I know. I don't know. I, like 20 years ago, we had like, the Metco program and we had yes. so they we'd have people from Boston come in and there's like all the black kids so we can integrate them with the school but like they always were like watched more than everyone else and it was yeah, weird which like no one was ever accepted in that way yeah it was it was tough I don't know I hung out with them I was like the only one for my entire class that hung out with them but whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it's I don't know it's very tough to be like the only kid of color in a majority white school um right, so it reminded exactly. me of that and then also like it just reminded me of 
the way that gay rights were in this time period, which I know yeah, we talk about this a lot exactly. on this show, but like basically the way that gay rights were achieved was by gay people being like, we're basically exactly the same as straight people. We still want marriage. We still want monogamy. We still want like to basically be exactly the same. Yeah, and we're definitely not poly. We don't have sex with we're each other. We're not poly. We're not, we're, we're not kinky. There's like nothing weird or perverted about anything we do. It's all super duper straight and like we're and completely like we're all, we all 100% want white normal. Fences with like yeah. three children and dogs and like yeah yeah and it's like it it was basically like there's nothing that isn't completely normative about our relationships and like you can fit all of us into like right. boxes and that was basically like the messaging was like that respectability politics aspect of it which is like Xavier to a T and Xavier's entire argument here is like go back pretend to be straight and then you'll get to go to school like all the normal right. straight kids. I know. And, and but Kitty, Kitty argues that she's like, Professor, yes. I'm afraid to go back there. We don't fit in anymore, which is like. Also, like everyone's going to fucking try to kill us. Like, yeah, I Jesus. know. I mean, like I, I if I were outed as a queer kid in high school, I would not want to go back to school. I already didn't yes. want to be in school for all the trauma that school was putting me through at the time. Like my experience at school was like once kids decided I was gay, like my life immediately got worse. Like well, I did I, not I mean, want to go to school. I, I, I do think school has gotten better with that. I mean, there's always yes. going to be trouble with public school. Although some of our listeners are teachers and they're wonderful people who are out within their classes, some, which course, you couldn't I do mean, back in the day because so like, much has you changed. would get fired. Like, you get fired. It so. would be like you would be considered a pervert who was like preying on children and teaching them like your perverted ways yeah, I like, mean, like that's crazy i mean we already talked about that story with like my spanish teacher I know, we don't I know. need to revisit that but. i know but like i and i know that those kinds of things still happen now in certain areas where some teachers are not allowed to be out and like i'm yes. not saying that isn't still happening but like the difference between 2002 and now like there weren't even like queer people on television shows the way there are now. Like it was so like secret comparatively. I know. And, like, I mean, like we had the we had the queer coded characters yes, that yes. appeared in Disney and like Pokemon. That was a whole thing that talked about at that yeah. convention yesterday with people because yep. everyone's like because at this point, <laughs> interestingly enough, all of us queer kids actually are like don't take our villains from us because that's like our representation and we love them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, because that was all we had was like Ursula right. and the Little Mermaid and like Scar. I mean, we talked about that on the Disney podcast that we, we um, did. Uh, guested the on. It's Dizology. If you guys want to listen to if people want to listen to us guest on Dizology, uh, Ryan and I talked about um, Disney villains who are gay. We did. Uh, but we did. But That's yeah, not what anyway. we're talking about here. So anyway, so then Xavier... <laughs> oh, he's like, Xavier goes, it won't be easy at first, Kitty, but eventually you'll be accepted. And this time for all that you are. And then he holds up a newspaper, which like, why did he hold up this newspaper? I don't know. It's like, he's like, he's like, I'm going to send you kids back to school. Pretend to be straight. And here, it's going to be okay. Everyone will accept you at some point in your life. Here's a newspaper saying you're a bunch of like dykes and faggots like what the yeah, fuck is this it was like, like okay so this newspaper headline says you're monsters okay i also like that evan okay so evan i love evan's like lines and his yeah. framing because like okay so evan is like the only black kid which means that he is assumed to be aggressive like he has other he has to deal with racism and being a mutant and coming from new york city and like having a different background like he has and I did actually feel like they were representing that with him, like in a in a smart way, where like he's a character who's sort of like right. is is 
pushing back from this and he's like we're still monsters to them what the fuck is up with this well evan's been like this since they've introduced him and i, I love I, it in this i love this for him. Of this show evan has been one of my favorite characters because i of really that, like it yeah and xavier goes despite what they call us we're people it's time to remind them of it and evan goes you know what if they don't like us that's their problem oh my and god xavier, I, I was like i'm no i i sent that I in hated sock, and xavier's like, line here though where xavier's like evan what i'm saying is let's just not give people a reason to fear us and i was like xavier the fear is not rational like, it's not it's not like, also, Evan, what do you mean right, let's not give way. people and a reason like, to, like evan <gasps> says you know if they don't like us that's their problem i was yes, like i don't know evan yes. seems correct to me you know evan is 100 percent correct and i hated xavier like basically saying evan was wrong and being like yes. no it, we've given people a reason to fear us it's like no they haven't they like, haven't done anything they fought a robot that wasn't even, i don't know they had a fucking transformer I, there they were fighting back they were defending themselves they, exactly like, which was storm's argument in the last episode she's like she's we are right, defending though. ourselves i know and the guy was like you built it and then you couldn't control it and storm's like what the fuck we that didn't fucking build sense. it like we I mean, again, like that was the, the one black character it's just it's so fascinating to me to see these two black characters who are in positions where they are told like calm down don't be so angry don't give people a reason right. to fear you and it's like no actually no that's not I the don't issue even know where storm is in this episode me too i'm i'm sad she's not here i'm I, sad like, i never understand why they can't have wolverine storm beast all in the same episode because they're like they can't. We, that's they too can't many characters do it. i don't like i mean i guess we can at least assume for the sake of this episode that storm and beast are still flying back from washington dc and they're just not back yet because or we they're did still know. or they're still fighting for their rights honestly who knows yeah, they like, might be yeah i mean at least there's an explanation as to where the two of them could be whereas most of the time we don't even have any fucking idea where they are like so yeah anyway i know um, i so know then, so kurt by the way has like slyly yes. in the background pulled away the newspaper which you yep. see like you don't even see him you just see his hand like in the middle of this conversation reach behind xavier and slowly pull the newspaper, the newspaper yeah. away and you kind of have to pay attention because he doesn't have lines for like another minute or so. So it's like this very subtle animation in the background. Mm-hmm. And Kurt is like reading the newspaper and he goes, hey, they listed me as identity unknown. And Kitty's like, yeah, look, the only pictures they have of you are blue and furry. And Kurt goes, that means nobody has made the connection that it's me. And then Scott yeah. comes over and places his hand on Kurt. And he's like, yet yeah, they will, Kurt, especially the people who know you live here? Question yes. mark. And Kurt's yeah. like, yeah, but, but you're right they'll figure it out and this becomes the start of his whole tragic story in this which yes. is almost similar to like mystique in a way in the earlier seasons when she was posing as raven dark uh sorry principal dark home yes where she's like i'm not gonna let anybody know who i actually am because i don't want to be outed as queer like yes. that's her whole thing and mm-hmm. then xavier's like i would like you all tonight at the school board meeting let them look at the faces before they vote so they can see the people behind the power now go make the best of your first day back while I sit back here at home and drink my coffee. Doing jack shit. Masturbates to some old pictures of Magneto and I when we used to video <laughs> GoPro our sex <laughs> sessions together. I don't know. God, what a fucking asshole. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> know, anyway, so then the kids go to school and like wildly endanger themselves by going to school while Xavier does nothing, honestly. I know. Oh, by the way, during that meeting, Rogue and Evan looked super pissed during that. Like super pissed. They were not having I'm with any them. of it. I'm so with and them. And that's like kind of Rogue's whole like story for the next two. She does not want to be in public anywhere after this, which I get is it. actually kind of great. I get it. So like the kids arrive at school god this this all scene these is scenes like are really so rough. dark oh I know. my god so they're going in and every, everyone kind of stops and stares at the x-men walking in 
And yep. then they start screaming at them. They're like, yeah, go, like home. go home. Yeah. You don't belong here. Are you going to blow up our school next? We don't want you here. And it's yeah. like, wow. And there's this moment where Evan turns around looking pissed like he's going to defend himself. And Scott grabs him and is like, basically calm down. And I was like, okay, like, fuck this. Like, I'm just like so, <laughs> I'm so done with like the white characters telling black characters to calm down. But like, I get, I get the politics of it. It's just oh, like. Yeah damn you know so then kurt has basically blended in with the crowd so he's obviously using his image inducer to just like not be blue anymore just look like his uh like white kid self and he's blending in with the crowd and just kind of being like ah, and like smiling awkwardly and kitty like notices that he kind of disappeared oh, yeah. kitty looks pissed and she she's like so sees mad. what he's done and she scowls at him and just like walks away like holy fuck dude like you just abandoned us basically oh i know that this goes on the whole episode then scott looks over at taryn who who is dating yeah this part is interesting and she looks away from him which is like wow taryn has this moment where it's like almost as though she's going to say something to scott and then scott like waits for her to say something and she says nothing which is like it's yet another like just good animation moment where it's just a series of expressions the show does that a lot which i love and that's true and then we have this great scene with duncan yes oh my god duncan so duncan goes up to gene and he's like gene i want you to know this doesn't change anything and gene's like it doesn't and duncan goes of course not i'm willing to overlook your problem completely and gene's like problem and duncan's like yeah we could really put your mind reading powers to good use like during exams or when we, fuck. When we fuck okay i wrote that down too yeah <laughs> yeah and gene is so upset in like a gene's I upset mean, through this whole episode Everyone's I know. upset. everyone is upset it's not like i really gene like the voice acting for this where it's like she says you lughead like angry but it's like she's also sounds like she's on the verge of tears at the same time because like yeah she's just be, been so dehumanized and this this like really reminded me of like the way that like men fetishize by women. Like, I don't know yes. if this was like the intention of this moment of like the fetishization of queerness and like, Oh, it's just like a fun, sexy thing about you, which like I've absolutely been on the other end of that. And like, it's disgusting. Like a straight man being right. like, cool. Like you can make out with a girl in front of me. Haha. <laughs> it's like really horrible. And that yeah. this moment just took me to that place and like understanding Jean's perspective of like, no, like this isn't like a sexy fetish to you. Like this is my life. This is me. Right. And you need to accept me for who I am or we're fucking done. So she dumps his ass uh, right there, grabs right there. Scott's hand and runs away. Also, by the way, Kitty Rogue and Evan, all them pushed Duncan like repeatedly. They t- each take turns like pushing him aside. And I was like, I, I love it. It's great. Either way, Principal Kelly's glaring from his car. The shit yes. that Principal Kelly does in this episode is incredibly fucked up. I know. So I know. We're like, everyone's just super fucked. I know. There's this, there's this moment where Gene and Scott have like a little romantic thing that we're now implementing into the where show. They like, which is almost like, kiss each other and they're like, we're both bi and our, and our like, you know, other opposite sex uh, boyfriend, girlfriend dumped us for being queer people. That's pretty and much Gene all and Scott are like, there. I accept you for who you are. And, uh, anyway. and then they hold hands for like a really long time and then like walk away slowly. Like it's the Kingdom Hearts where they're partying, facing each other, their arms still stretched. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. I was I was really expecting Evan to walk in and be like, what are you guys doing? Because <laughs> Me too. I, it's really funny. He was like right there a second ago. Anyway, yep. then it goes to Logan, who is cruising <laughs> for men on his bike. It, okay, there's no way that I could read it any other way. Cause this is what's happening. This is what they're showing me. And then I'll and then it's I will explain so how gay. I think it is absolutely 
cruising. Okay, so Logan is on his bike. He's cruising around. Then Colossus shows up. They're both wearing like leather daddy shit, by the way. They are. They are. And like Colossus like rides up next to Logan and sort of signals at him that he is also a mutant by turning his arm into metal very quickly, which is like... Which is like, I'm gay, you're gay, what's up? Well, well there's, yeah. there's all these, the, okay, I have read this like fascinating article on uh, cruising behavior at one point. Mm. Oh, it wasn't an article, it was a book that they had at, at Newberry Comics that was like, how to cruise. And like, it is all stuff that people do to like sort of subtly s- signal to each other that we're both gay if you want to like go hook up discreetly like in the woods or something, mm-hmm. which is like a thing that older men still do. I think some younger men do also, but like it's definitely at this point an older generation because that's how they had to get by yeah uh, they did not have like dating apps at the time that's still relatively new so yeah. that that's how i read that it was like there's like okay here's the gay signal i also made a note here where i said it's toad's turnpike anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so that, that's what i guess is happening here and they follow each other off they the start kind of racing each other oh, right. sexually it's really it's really crazy then it goes to the brotherhood house where they're mocking lance because kitty won't talk to him this yeah. is also kind of like sad and funny at the same time where the yes. boys are just being boys where toad's like she won't even talk to him no more. And Fred's like, she won't even go near him. And then Toad's like, maybe she'll come to me. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And they both being like, kitty, kitty, here comes Lance looking for Lance. And I was like, yeah. okay, these are boys and I love it so it's much. It's really funny. Yeah. They say here, kitty, like 6,000 times. Avalanche causes an avalanche. Fred's eating food again, by the way. Yeah, I wish Fred they would stop doing food. that. I like, do wish they would Jesus, stop doing stop that. Because Christ. like... <laughs> I know it's really it's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, so so then somebody knocks at the door, and there's this moment where Toad actually looks kind of worried and is like, "Is that Kitty?" Which I is laughed really, really hard so at that. funny. Like, <laughs> like he thinks that, that it like okay, that worked. Also, that also brought me back to high school where we'd all be like mocking somebody for liking somebody, and then the doorbell would ring. I'm like, "Is it them? Do they hear us?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody just starts screaming. It's so funny. So it's Principal Kelly, which is like. A thousand times stranger. Uh, well, I, okay, but that's what they all say too. Yes, Ke- Kelly's yeah, like, they're all like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, Cur- Principal Kelly's like, "I personally wanted to invite you back to school," and Fred goes, "Yeah, fuck that. We're not going where we're not wanted." And then Toad yes. goes, "Since when?" Which okay, I thought was really funny. Really funny. Yeah, like these are the few jokes in the episode, so like we yeah. have to treasure them. And also, Toad and Fred's uh, relationship is so cute and hilarious. It is. So then there's this moment where Principal Kelly, Principal Kelly, like takes off his glasses and cleans them and like looks exhausted for a second, and so he. He's like talking to Lance, who's still standing at the door. And Principal Kelly's like, if you do come, I'm certain you won't be bothered by anyone. In fact, I think they're all afraid of you. And that's what makes Fred want to go to school is that he's like, okay, I will go if they're afraid of me because, you know. I don't want to be the, on the other end of bullying. Okay, but like that, I, this whole, okay, but even the X-Men are sort of doing this because they're like all gothed up. And but yes. reading this part with the Brotherhood, it reminds me of being Us. like a kid who was bullied <laughs> in high school and also yep. like in the closet for being gay or queer, yep. you know? And so <laughs> we gothed ourselves up because we're like, well, we'll make this stop by becoming like terrifying. And okay, I but mean, people still made fun Toad, of us. This is what Toad literally says. He says, if you can't be cool, be feared. My mom taught me that. And I was like, yeah, dude. Who's your mom? I want to meet your mom, dude. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So Lance goes, yeah, we'll be there. And Kelly's like, that's great. And then he walks away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then it goes back to Kurt's incredibly tragic story where he's just awkwardly walking by people. He was like, Hey, how's it going? 
been really great today. Straight guy in the house. I am straight. That's the energy I got there. Like, you know, he's <laughs> like, I'm definitely a straight man. And I was like, what are you doing? And then Amanda comes over and she's like, Kurt, I've been trying to find you all fucking day. Like, she's like, how are you doing after? And he grabs her and throws her into an empty hallway. And he's like, Amanda, nice to see you. <laughs> I can't wait to fuck you later. And we're like, what is he saying? And so then Amanda's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And Kurt's still going, everything is absolutely fine. Ha 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 ha. And Emma just stares at him. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Kurt's yeah. like, okay, okay. So I'm not ready to be exposed to the mutant. And Amanda's like, wait a second. Nobody fucking knows. And she's like, they don't realize I'm the fuzzy one. And Amanda's like, that means you're still hiding. And Kurt's, Kurt sadly walks away and he goes, being thought of as normal is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I just can't give it up yet. And Amanda's like, yeah, but what about standing by your friends? And it's like, yeah. I in, I do really like Amanda on this show because she's an ally to the mutants or, you know, queer people. And mm-hmm. like, she's the one that's like trying to help him navigate this. And she's like, yeah. okay, but like th- what you're doing right now is a thousand times worse than feeling accepted like i feel like it's also interesting that like amanda's again one of the few black characters on the show so it's like she's sort of dealing with a different type of marginalization at this majority white school so like in a way she's like i know what i need and in this case like you're one of the only queer kids at school and like i'm cool with it but i but it's so interesting because i also sympathize with kurt here like i can understand him being like I finally have this image inducer. It makes me look the way I want to look. Well, this is where I felt like that the trans allegory really works for Kurt yeah, again. I mean, it's like in this case, like Kurt can pass and like nobody knows that he's a queer person and he doesn't want to come out yet and he's not ready to yet. And I can understand that. But then the other side of it is like his friends and the kids he lives with are being relentlessly bullied at school and like they need him emotionally I know, I agree. I and agree. like having yet another kid on their side to be like i'm also queer i'm here and like ready to be proud of that but like right. it's tough because it's like not everybody always is ready to to be in that spot i agree with that and also that's this why show, it's so interesting to okay, see something this that's really interesting line. about this show that our, our fans have really turned us turned me onto our listeners anyway and like in the comic books i would not by kurt as like i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i think about this but like in the in the comics i think kurt is like a cis man that's what i think however on this show i don't feel that way i i would absolutely buy that kurt was somebody who's transitioned to a man that's that is how i read mm-hmm. kurt on this show at this point and like yeah i mean at the very least the metaphor to it works really well you it know? does and that's that's why the metaphor is so heavy that i'm I can't unsee it now. And I'm like, I almost like this version that our listeners have created more than like what's being presented to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, Kurt kind of gets out of it by being like, ah, my friends are fine. Like everything's going to be fine. And then they're not because outside Duncan is beating the shit out of Scott. Like, yeah. And like, it's, terrifying so like Duncan right. is beating Scott up and saying I'm gonna make sure you use your power summers because then it's bye bye Bayville high for you come on mutie throw something at me which like okay so like we joke around about Duncan and Scott fucking and like you know lighthearted fighting this is so much heavier than anything we've seen yeah, from them you know what I mean anymore. like this is this, like, is this is like so real yeah. and it just like like it's basically just him beating up Scott and like saying hate speech to him and being like you're a fucking pansy ass. Like, it's like, it's that. It's just like that top to bottom. But also, like, it's almost like a little bit, 
I know that we invented this for the show where we're like, I think Duncan and Scott are like hooking up secretly in the background, which if right. you read that into it, it makes it so much more darker where Duncan's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to come out. So I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I need to beat up this this queer kid so that nobody knows. That was a thing that happened all the time when we were in school. And that I know. was ter- something I was absolutely terrified and about. the other thing that it reminded me of, and I've talked about this on the show like a billion times, so I'm sorry to rehash it for the billionth time. But like when I was getting bullied um, for like where girls were calling me a dyke and stuff. The guidance counselor made me apologize to them. I, yeah. What, like what the hell? That is the worst guidance counselor. Well, that's, because that's when we end up having yeah. my sister write in. Cause I'm like, I know, Kim, I what would you do? And she's like, uh, not that. <laughs> I know it's different now, like, but like the thing that Xavier was describing and the thing that Scott has to do here is Scott has to walk away and not engage with the fight because if Scott rises to the occasion and like fights back, they're going to kick him they'll out. They'll kick yeah. him out of school, which is like, this is something that happens to marginalized people. Like it happens to like kids of color where it's like even if they didn't start the fight and they're defending themselves they're painted as the aggressor I was painted as the aggressor I was painted as like the creepy lesbian who's like preying on these poor girls who are just scared of me like that was how it was painted and I was like that is a fucking lie that was absolutely not how it went down but like they were able to tell that lie because people were so afraid of queer people at that time I mean, period okay, so like it's a, it's something that's carried with you for so long at this point I that know, like, like it doesn't it's matter how still, many times you talk about it in therapy it's still creating trauma for you it's still it's still trauma for me because i like i still remember it and i still think to myself like was i creepy was i doing something wrong and i know i wasn't and it's like I don't know. It just took me back to that place again because I was like, this is what it was like. This then, whole you know? show brings me back to that era so much. <laughs> I and I, I know. But see, uh, uh, there's a good piece to this, not the scene, but to the show taking me back to the era. And that is the friends we had who all turned out to be queer in the long run. I know. I know. And like, we didn't say that at the time. And I didn't even rightfully know that. Because or they it couldn't, out. you couldn't yeah. fully come to terms with it. Like, it because, was like, it's, uh, it was, I, I can't stress this enough, but there were like, I don't know, like, 10 to 15 of us who hung out nonstop very closely for, I don't know, five or six years, like including a few years after high school was over for us. And like, we all watched this show together. Like we mm-hmm. all consumed X-Men together. I, I don't even know how it started. I know that you and I watched it individually, but I think cause I really liked X-Men. I got everybody else into it and everyone's like, okay. But like we had like an X-Men evolution party and everybody, everyone had characters like related to. And so when I think about this time period, I think about all the good times I had with my friends, but like that is because like, that's what I had. It was like, we for the most part had very supportive families not everyone did but for the most mm-hmm. part we did and yeah we were pretty lucky when it came to that part of yeah, it but like so like but it was like i value this show because it's like the x-men were our friends basically then fighting against all this shit that we're also being brought back to like this show is very real is what i'm getting at like it's yeah i mean we can relate to the traumas that these characters are experiencing because we also experienced them I know, but there's also the moment, I mean, that we're going to get to where like right. Scott has his friends to rely on. But before we get there, Duncan accuses uh, Scott of ruining his relationship with Gene. And Scott is basically just like, yeah, blame it on me if you want, you fucking idiot. But like, it was all you, dude. And so yeah. Duncan takes off Scott's glasses and Scott keeps oh his God. eyes closed. Like while Scott's being restrained by these other boys who are like, you know, Duncan's uh, cohorts, basically. Duncan yeah. puts them on. He's like, hey, look at me. Now I look like a pansy. And like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And then Scott says, bring it on. I don't need powers to handle punks like you. He throws off a couple dudes, which is actually pretty badass. It is pretty badass. And he has his eyes closed the entire time, which like, good job, Scott, for once in your yeah, goddamn he's, life. He's, he's like, yeah, I know. He 
he's like, bring it. I'll fight you. With my eyes closed, like Daredevil style. Oh, I know. And then Kitty and Rogue show up, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So then. But Kitty yeah. and Rogue, like, they look so cool here. And like, they're like, it. okay, here comes like the gay. It's not like the gay police, but it's like. The, <laughs> the, lesbian, the lesbian. The lesbian Avengers. Avengers. That's what yes. I, I was like. This is the vibe I got. I'm like, back to the lesbian Avengers from like yeah, years so ago. Yeah, so the lesbian Avengers show up and Rogue and Kitty walk out and they square up and they're and Rogue goes, dropping these losers might be worth getting expelled. And I was like, hell yes. Amazing line, hell by the way. It's yes. so Rogue. This is when I was like, okay, so this is when Rogue has become the animated series Rogue that we know and love. Yes, who punches bigots in the face and is like, yeah. I don't fucking care and anymore. Like, you're done. I, oh, I know. And, and still flirty because she then flirts with Scott like two I seconds know. later. So. I know, which it's not going to go anywhere, Rogue. It's it's not going to work. Um, So Duncan dramatically throws Scott's glasses on the ground and is like, you guys won't last two days here and like stomps away because he knows he can't fucking take Rogue and Kitty. I'm surprised. Like at this point, I'm surprised Duncan didn't step on his glasses. I was Me expecting too. that to happen. But instead, yeah. Rogue gives Scott back, back his glasses and she's like, they're gone now. You're OK. And Scott just says thanks and walks away, which like, OK. I know there's some other kid walks over. He's like, hey, or what's your power? Can you read my mind? And Rogue is like, yeah, like I could find it. And we're like, yeah. thanks, Rogue. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be the joke that ends the scene, but it's like not funny because it's just like men walking up to Rogue and Kitty and being like, can you guys make out? <laughs> and it's like, I know, oh, right? God. Like That's what's happening. Then Kitty sees that Kurt's been watching this and not helping, which yes. is like really fucking awful. Like he's peering around a corner and he sees that she sees him. So he like quickly runs away. Yeah. And Kurt doesn't have time to like bamf away because he turns around. There's two kids that are like, hey, don't you live at that mutant place? I don't even know if these kids were like gonna do anything bad. Like they just seem to be like- I don't think like, so. They're just like, hey, don't you live there? Yeah. And Kurt goes, no. And then the other kid is like, aren't you friends with those mutants though? And Kurt's like, well, I used to be. Anyway, I'm late for class. Bye. And then he like walks okay, wait, away. That's, that scene brought me back though. Yes, for me personally. I because I remember like, because I had- a couple of friends that were out or like, you know, were in the category that were you were that were like, okay, well, she's bi, so she's a dyke. And so yep. they would walk up yep. and be like, Oh, are you friends with those people? And I was like, uh, yeah, like we kind of know each other, sort of. I gotta go. Like that's yeah. the kind of shit that I was pulling back then, which I was I was sort of curt back then, which was not helpful. But then then it changed. I, I don't blame you though, because it's like you don't feel safe and like I don't know, it's tough. Right, and like and I I remember specifically, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, where I would have to gauge whether okay it was safe to tell somebody that I was not straight, you know, like know. just random people like they would walk up to me and be like like kind of insinuate that like you know are you like into girls or whatever and like i i would and i would just assume that like if they found out i wasn't i would get the shit being out of me which is just this fear that society had sort of created i don't know if any of my classmates actually would have done that yeah but like you don't want to find out the hard way i, I mean mocked for so many other things that i didn't want to add that onto the list basically <laughs> i get that i get that but anyway so kurt turns around and bumps right into kitty who of course kitty and rogue overheard this entire exchange yeah it's and like kitty... his best friend and his sister are just standing there but like um, yeah excuse me asshole what and kitty's like, like yeah so you used to be our friend friends thanks a like, lot that would have been like the equivalent of me saying like oh i don't hang out with like katie and maddie because or kimmy and maddie or whatever you know like it, yeah but let's say katie and maddie for the sake of our, our <laughs> listeners and be like okay yeah. i'm like yeah i don't really hang out with them they're weirdos and then it's right <laughs> and it's like you and katie stand there being like thanks ryan 
you piece of shit. Like, yeah. That is like yeah. what it would have been at the time. Yeah. And Kurt just like ignores the issue by being like, hi, kitty. Bye, kitty. Busy, busy. And like runs yeah, away. He's like so busy. Ha ha ha. Everything's great. I'm straight. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh. my God. And Ke- Principal Kelly's watching this from his office. And then he yep. tells his receptionist to page Duncan Matthews to his office, which yep. it's like, okay, what kind of fucked up shit's going to happen? But first we have to go back to like this gay cruising Logan. scene, which I absolutely love. And which, okay, Logan's writing out to a barn in the middle of nowhere. So yep. I'm like, I'm like, this is absolutely what this is representing again. It's like he's yeah. writing out to a barn in the middle of nowhere. Okay, that, but like, like Colossus went there first and Logan is like smelling him out over there, I guess. Well, following, I mean, he's following him there and Colossus is in the barn taking off his clothes. And I'm like, yep. wait a second. This is like, it's like, I don't know what Logan's reaction is here now because look at that tries through the barn and then some, for some reason everything just explodes and i was like wait what happened and yeah. Logan's like you got my attention now let's fuck and i was like Logan, <laughs> you don't you can just have sex and not make it be this weird like i don't like i get that you're into bondage. defensive I, masculinity thing where he's like listen i'm still a manly man turn the other way and it's like what is going on i don't, like, I don't know but like I, I still i still think it's cruising because like because yes. they had the signal and then they went to somewhere that was like remote totally remote and like private like can't be seen colossus is literally undressing i know he's just taking off his like motorcycle clothes but still like i was like uh what is this yeah so i mean it, it definitely is like why did any of this happen because it's like is colossus surprised that logan followed him there or did he want i mean i think he wanted logan to follow him there i think i think he wanted him to but like i don't think he expected logan to like blow up the motorcycle like both motorcycles in like two seconds and like set a bunch of shit on fire or Colossus is just like what the hell is with this dude like, yeah like I just came here to like make out a little and deliver a message from Magneto but like I uh, came here to like suck your dick basically and yeah. I don't know what this now is anyway so then it goes back to Duncan who's seen Principal Kelly yep. and Kelly's like I'm aware of the little tussle you had with Scott Summers out of the quad and Duncan's like oh it's no big deal we were just goofing off and mm-hmm. Kelly goes mm-hmm well, I would be more careful about goofing off with a mutant if I were you. And Duncan's like, why? I'm not afraid of him. And Kelly goes, you ought to be. Look, if you have a beef with one of them, they're going to stick together. And I'm just concerned about your safety, which is like incredibly fucked up. And then the yep. brotherhood looked by, which he, like Kelly told to come to school. And then Kelly goes, oh, look, there's more mutants. Interesting thing about those boys there is that you all have something in common. They also hate Scott Summers. And then he grins like Darth Sidious or whatever. And I'm like, what? This version of... Okay. Senator Kelly was pretty fucking bad in the comic books. But this is like far more manipulative than like senator kelly was capable i know he's like machiavellian like he is enlisting a teenage boy to fight his battles and like he basically invited these other mutant troublemakers to school and basically was like you can bully anybody you want as soon as you get here to start the fight right and so here's the thing is that we don't really see like the turnout of what happens between kelly and the brotherhood in this and i'm like oh i don't i don't think it does but i quickly skipped into the next episode and that's like a huge the entire next episode is about how the brotherhood gets to handle this. And there is going to be a scene where Lance will go to principal Kelly. He's like, why the fuck did you tell us to come back? If you, yeah, like that's going to be a whole thing that's going to come up because he sets them up. I mean, he elaborately sets them up kind of like yeah. Magneto did to everybody else by like yeah. having the robot fight happen. Like that's sort of what principal Kelly is doing here. Well, that's, that's going to be the whole next episode is the brotherhood being like, 
do we trust any adults at all at this you point? Shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. You know, and like, definitely shouldn't. It really is awful. But then we go back to Logan and Classics because they're still fucking, by the way. Yep. So they're mid coitus. Yeah. And Logan's <laughs> like, what's this all about, bub? And Classics <laughs> like, I am here to deliver you a message. And he throws an entire truck at Logan, which somehow Logan cuts the entire truck in half in like two seconds. And I'm like, okay, yep. I don't think that works like that. And then Colossus <laughs> falls down because he trips over a tire. And it's like, the hell is happening? And Logan's funny. like, from who? And Colossus goes, Magneto, we are tired from the public persecution of mutants. And he invites you to join him in a fight. And Logan's like, so I could be a lackey like you? I don't think so. And Glasses goes, I am not a lackey. I have no choice. And this is why we never find out. But it's totally going to be Ileana. We're, we mm-hmm. know that it was going to be Magneto somehow. Because they in the next season, they brought a Moonstar, right? So yep. then at that point, they have all the new mutants together. And I absolutely think they were going to set up a whole thing with like, some Ileana version somehow, of limbo. Yeah. 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 Being stuck in limbo and Magneto like having a way to get her out or whatever. I don't or know. Like they were going to invent something. Hostage at, and that being the version of limbo we see on the show. I don't know. I mean, we already, we already went to limbo once in Kurt's episode with Forge when they like yep, sent yep. him there. I don't know. So then Logan's, Logan's like, what's Magneto got in you? Whatever there is, there's a way out of it. Let us help you join the X-Men. And Colossus looks sad and he goes, I cannot. And like, walks away. It's almost. If the if the fighting had been replaced with sex, it basically would have been this situation where Magneto sent Colossus to flirt with Logan and they have yep. a weird hookup that they like do discreetly by cruising and go to a barn and then have sex. And Logan's like, why are Be you an even X-Man. here? And, he's yeah. like, he, and then Logan's like, you know, that felt good to like actually have sex with somebody that like was nice. So yeah. you should like stick around. Is like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm being blackmailed basically, but we just don't know what the circumstances okay, but like, are. Like a gay man that like is yeah. an older gay man who's cruising with other gay men, right. To, mm-hmm. because they can't come out or whatever. And Logan's like, I don't know. I kind of enjoy this. Like, I think there was, this happened a lot back then where men would cruise and go back to the same guy they were cruising with and sort of have this secret like sex life with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they would be too scared to change what's going on because most of them also were like had wives or families or like, you know, um, I, know. I think a lot about Stonewall when I think about this, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And just that those time periods. I mean, that's like sad. even this scene that started off silly is also ending incredibly dark and sad. Like, I know, I know. I know. And it's like it. it I mean, Logan never gets to be happy. Colossus is never going to get to be happy. It, it's it's really rough. I mean, this whole episode, man, like, yeah, whatever. I, it's, I mean, it just brings us back to so many ways. Uh, we go back to the Brotherhood who's busting Bayville. And it's all we need to know here is that they're pushing everybody around to be like, what, you scared of me because I'm a mutant? And they're like, I sure hope my powers don't start working when I'm near you. Like, that's like yeah. a whole thing that's happening. Yeah. So they're all pushing everybody around. Um, And then yeah. we go to basketball practice. Oh, this is fascinating. Uh, uh, this scene is really good, by the way. I know, I know. And also, like, the best representation that we've seen of Jean Grey in any of these cartoons is going to be right here in this one scene. I know, it's great. Um, Honestly, this whole episode is amazing for Jean. Uh, so Jean is, like, guarding another girl. She gets knocked down, which, like, should be a foul, honestly, that this girl's, like, pushing Jean around. But, like, the coach is, like, letting it happen, by the way. Yeah, and so Jean just kind of, like, gets back up, keeps keeps guarding this girl. She manages to get the ball, and then she sinks a basket. And then instead of like being excited, the other girls are just silent and staring at Jean. And then one of them is like, you used your powers to sink that ball and you know it. And Jean is like, uh, no, I didn't. And then she like turns to somebody else and is like, Linda, you saw me. Come on, tell them. And Linda just shrugs and is like, 
doesn't say anything. Yeah, she's like, I'm not helping you anymore. You're not my friend anymore. Yeah. You're gay. Uh, I can't associate with you. Which is basically like the equivalent of this other girl being like, um, Jean touched me. Uh, coach, take Jean out of the game, which is like, I don't know. All this shit just takes me back. You you didn't do sports, so like you didn't have to do that. No, but it was like the equivalent. I mean, like, I certainly like had gym class and like in the locker room, like being scared of like looking at other girls in the wrong way. Like that legit. This is like a trauma that I've not impacted with therapy yet but i know at some point i'm going to have to is like yeah i started i just didn't go to gym anywhere for the last four years i skipped gym because i was too terrified to go in the locker room which yep. is something now who because i go to like the actual gym now and i just don't fucking think about it but like as a kid back no then, i get it as a kid it took me and it took me years i'm, I'm not even kidding because like i had friends that would go to the gym like I don't know, the last 10 years, they'd be like, Ryan, what are you like? You're going to be there. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to like change in my car and then come in. Yep. And then like, I remember at one point my friends were like t- talking about, and they were girls, but they were talking about how they worked out and they were like laughing while they were changing the locker room after taking a shower. I'm like, and my thoughts, I'm like, you guys were able to take a shower together and be naked in front of each other and not have it be weird. And eventually I got over that. And I've, been able to, I've been able to shower at the gym past them without having that weirdness happen. But for a very long time, like even way after high school, like I would be terrified to change in the gym locker room because I was so afraid if they somebody caught me looking at them which I don't know even why I even entertained that thought uh, because really I didn't find anybody in my class attractive so it's not like I was even looking so it's I like know, but, but it's like, like the idea it's of accidentally just that looking that way yeah or 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 accidentally being perceived as looking even if you weren't and like being right. afraid of being in danger because of that and like right. That is such a fear of that time. And that also like the teachers weren't going to protect you. No, because like, because they also saw you as like disgusting and a threat. I mean, in this time period. uh, Oh, yeah, exactly. So like that was all part of it. So anyway, the the coach benches Jean and like Jean did nothing wrong. And the coach is just like, okay, Jean, you're out of the game. And it's like it's playing this incredibly sorrow music, by the way, which I was like. It's justified. Like it's <laughs> fucked up. Like I don't know. Anyway, so then Jean looks out in the hallway and sees Principal Kelly rearranging the entire trophy case. Which, like, this is fucking fascinating. Like this scene. Okay, so she gets up. She walks over to Principal Kelly. It's really good. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. I love this. I mean, it's so fucking sad, but I love it. So, so she goes, Principal Kelly, what's going on? And Kelly goes. Jean, I'm afraid an inquiry is in order to determine if Bayville High deserves some of these sports awards. And Jean is like, what are you accusing people of? And Kelly goes, not people, mutants. You think you can all just act normal. And Jean goes, sir, just because we have different gifts doesn't mean we're not normal. And Kelly's like, this school's been plagued by disaster. Earthquakes, fires, vicious beasts. It makes so much sense now. You're a menace. And then he's like, some of you are cheats. So I'm going to need your soccer MVP trophy returned, which is like, what the fuck? I know. And then she gets angry. Like she gets really angry, justifiably angry. And Kelly's like, you have a fiery temper. That's a dangerous combination with your powers, which is like very dark Phoenix. Like, okay. Well, I think they they were very much leading up for like season four or five, whenever it was going to happen. And Jean goes, I have control of my emotions. And Kelly goes, I have responsibility to keep the normal students out of harm's way. What the fuck? Which like, okay. So like, there's so much shit that this reminded me of. Like, okay. So we're in this time period now where like the Olympics are doing so much racist bullshit this year. I don't even know if you've read about this, but like, oh yeah, there's yeah. so much like transphobic stuff and racist stuff with the Olympics. I know you're talking about it right now, but this has been a problem with the Olympics. Like 
forever and ever and yeah. ever and ever. Forever, I don't watch forever. the Olympics. Like sometimes I will just because I get fascinated by watching athletes in general because I, you know, I like it's athletes. cool. However, yeah. however, there's so much bullshit with I it. I know. And it's because it's like white supremacy. We have like in additional action. Olympics that are like for specific people at this point. And I it's know. like, okay, but like, why? Like, why, do, why does it have to be that way? You know? Because basically it's like white straight people want to be able to win the Olympics and they're like, uh, well, we're just going to invent rules that explain why marginalized people don't get to be there if they're better than us. And like, it's crazy. And like, just the ways that trans people have been policed in terms of like not being allowed to play sports is so disgusting and stupid. Oh, also like be part of like the military. Cause that's like a whole problem that's been. Yeah. In and out. I mean, that's also part of it. It's like, just, they're not allowed to just exist in the world and like be themselves. And that's, I don't know. It just reminded me of all of that. But then also on top of that, like basically this idea that some people have powers, quote unquote, and then like that's demonized is it's a part of our real society is like this this concept. And this whole show is pulling from all this stuff. It's like legit. I just thought this was a really fascinating scene. It's like every scene in this. You're just going to have to like relive a trauma. Basically, that's what this (laughs) show is doing at this point. I know. I know. (laughs) Like be prepared for that. So we cut we do cut to the school board meeting and Xavier again isn't going up to talk. He's like, I know. Jean, He's it's like, important um, for. I'd rather have a teenager fight my battles again. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, Xavier, Jesus! And so, honestly, I'm glad that Jean did go up because Jean does Me deliver. Too. Like, we'll get to she that. She delivers second. a beautiful speech, but we're not gonna. We're not there yet. No, so Jean no. is like, "Are you sure I have to fucking do this?" And Xavier's like, "Jean, it's important for them to hear from all sides. We need the voice of a student up there." And Jean's like, well, I wish the others would get here. I don't want to do this alone. Okay, but here's the thing. And Kurt, Xavier's like, I'm sure they're coming. And they're not there, except Kurt is. And he's still hiding. So he's Kurt is in the audience in the hiding back. as, like, not he's even not, coming up to Jean. Like, yeah. He's there to support Jean, but he won't be seen with Jean, which is like, I know. Jesus. I know. Uh, then Kurt, Rogue, and Kitty are, and, and Evan, Evan are showing up. And Duncan, like, blocks them from walking them. in with yeah. his convertible. And he's like, I've got some unfinished cock sucking with Summers. And it's like, Kitty's just goes, oh, brother, give the macho act a break. Like, Kitty's just, like, over it. Yeah. Uh, Duncan's like, the rest of you kids go on inside. This is between me and him. And Evan, Evan rolls up on a skateboard. He goes, we aren't going anywhere. Yeah. And Duncan's like, I figure as much. And so the brotherhood walks in and Toad's like, yo, four of us and four of you. <laughs> like, yeah. So like Duncan recruited the brotherhood to help him fight against the X-Men, basically. Like that's yeah. what happened. And Fred is like, and we aren't afraid to use our powers because like they're going to just go ahead and use their powers because they don't give a fuck. And okay, like, like the shit that the brotherhood do here is like wildly, horribly unsafe, too. I know. But they, I, know. I, I, however, I still don't hold them to blame because no. they have been manipulated into doing this. They have. They have been. By by a straight white man that is I know. not a mutant. That, that is, is what that is, is this show and also is an adult who's taking advantage of these kids who are like manipulatable. I mean, they're literal children who are being manipulated by these right. adults who have political ends. And it's like Xavier does, too. You know what I mean? Like Xavier's also manipulating that the kids. I mean, they're both. It's doing just it. like these kids are constantly torn between adults. And I don't know. Anyway, it's fascinating. So Scott turns to the X-Men and he's like, don't use your powers. Whatever happens Kitty walks up to Lance and grabs him and is like, this is the real you, isn't it? You're nothing but a hood, which like look, Lance does look hurt. Fascinating. Yeah. So like Lance has this mix of emotions where he looks so heartbroken and then that transforms into anger. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'll never be good enough for you. 
And it's like, that's what's really like causing this for him. Oh, I It's like his like incel rage basically is him being like, you won't fuck me. Well, then I'm going to fucking kill you. And it's like, oh my yeah, God. Which is like, <laughs> like whoa. Jesus. And so Lance starts shaking the ground and Duncan straight up punches Scott in the face. And like, yep. This there's this interception. I almost want you to just pull Gene's quote and put it into this episode. I because, think like, I will. Yeah, like I'll just put in Gene. So Gene says her speech here, which, is, which I'll put is, in, and it's intercut with the X Men outside determinedly not using their powers and just defending themselves while Lance and Fred and Toad are like wreaking havoc in the parking lot. Uh, good evening. My name is Jean Grey. I suppose I can stand up here and recite the 5th and 14th Amendments or quote some passionate speeches from famous civil rights leaders, but to be honest, I don't want to. Since this is personal, let's keep it personal. Now most of you have children, and you love them for who they are, not for what they can or can't do. There is a chance that one of them will have an advanced X gene. And as they grow older, they will be considered mutants. You will love them anyway. But people will hate them. And people will want to hurt them. You will hope for the day when your child can live in a safe world. Well, that world must begin now. With you. By allowing mutants to attend public school. Thank you. I, I cannot read it as anything other than queer because she talks yes. about how, you know, you're going to love your children for who they are. And they like it's not about who they are or about yes. what they can do and can't do. It's about who they are. And your kid might turn out to be gay and you, you're going to you're not going to want to hate them because they're your children. Yeah. And like, you know, you're going to have to face like, are you going to help them or not? But you want to help them. But like you're afraid to do that. Like, I, I don't know this speech when I first watched it as a kid, like as a teenager, I cried. I, I cried again watching it now. Like this speech mm-hmm. is really good. And it's like it's very moving with like these kids who are outside fighting and trying to do the right thing to fit in. And they're like the noise, like you're getting like Gene telling this really, really incredible speech while we're hearing the sound effects of like the X-Men outside actually crying out in pain, which is yeah. like. I don't I don't know. It is it's something that's bone chilling for me to watch every single time. And like in uh, having Gene be like your kids might be gay also like you need to consider that by the mm-hmm. way. Like what are you going to do? Are you going to kick your kids out? Are they suddenly not human to you? Like yeah. and it's like it's a good speech considering what the politics were within the queer community in 2003. So like, I know. I, I know. I don't know. And it's like I love this speech so much. That's why I'm like, just clip it and put it in there. Cause I, 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 I can't, will. I don't think either of us could do it justice if we reread it, you know? Yeah. I, I will put it in. So like at the end of the speech, there's an avalanche that hits the entire building and the ceiling starts falling in and all the humans start screaming and running off the stage. And Gene is like shocked. Kurt way in the background of the audience is like, Oh great. It's gotta be Lance out there. Oh, I know. Right. Uh, by the way, Xavier's city. Okay. This is really funny. Cause it shows a shot of Xavier inside. It's a, the school starts shaking, right? And then yep. the next shot is him also outside sitting there. And I'm like, how did he get there so fast? Like, yeah. what 
what happened? Like, did Gene just levitate him right out real fast? Like, I what? don't know. I don't or did know. he get up and like walk and push his wheelchair and then get back in again? Which is like more believable to me. I don't know. Yeah, he just quickly ran out and like push his wheelchair out <laughs> I mean, and then hop back in. Okay, here's the thing: is that I I really wish that the handicapped representation we have in these shows isn't Charles Xavier because Charles Xavier is like an optional person who can walk apparently he's the worst he's also just a bad person he's also evil like i don't know anyway there's yeah. that so so all the humans are running outside but meanwhile uh lance and fred and toad are still wreaking havoc out in the parking lot and like throwing cars at everything yeah, just like, like the, throwing the cars around being like ripped destroyed. apart at some point some trees fall down oh knock out the power uh the what are they called the um Oh my the power god! Power lines. The, thank you. Telephone I poles. Said, I was said. I said the power plant. I'm like, that's not what this is, Ryan. Nope. Uh, and one of us electrocutes Rogue, but she dives out of way. Fred throws a car at Evan, who almost also dies, but he skates into a manhole, which I'm glad that manhole was like in the middle of the parking lot, which by the way would never happen. They would never like oh, put a, a manhole, manhole in the middle open. of the parking lot and just leave it there, put some cones around it and be like, don't drive into this. It's really funny. So then as all this is happening, Principal Kelly like addresses all the other humans outside the building who are looking shocked. And Principal Kelly's like, you see, mutants are not only dangerous, but uncontrollable. This is what's in store for the school. Then Xavier's like, I'm going to finally help. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, Xavier rolls up. He's like, look again. Despite the overwhelming urge to use their powers, my students are exhibiting self-control. And then we like see a series of shots where like the kids are all not using their powers in spite of getting cars thrown yeah, at them. Like, there's Scott's I, one of the, the first shot we see is Scott actually saving Duncan from an exploding yes, car. That's very romantic. And yeah. then Kitty dives out of the way from a flying car. As opposed to phasing through it. Right. Avalanche starts quaking. Really, like, this is when Lance turns into an actual anime character. The animation just looks like that. And yeah, he looks like Goku or something. Yeah. It shakes the ground so bad that, like, people are going to die. And yeah. Kurt looks... Kurt, there's this, like, really good animation where Kurt doesn't have a line, but he, like... Looks he looks scared. sad and he scared. He looks sad. He puts his hand behind his head like, oh my God, what should I do? She yep. literally screams. She's like, we need to actually use our powers now. Sorry, that's <laughs> happening now. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Gina's like, like yeah, She's like, this is Yeah, I know. And so then, so she kind of starts to do that. And Kurt actually does teleport out of the way to save some people and teleport yes. them to safety. Yep. Jean uses her telekinesis to save some people. Kitty phases through a car that's about to hit Senator Kelly and phases them through it. Evan mm-hmm. catches a lamppost with all the spikes that are about to fall on a bunch of people. And yep. then all the X-Men's assemble put together and they're like, we're gay. We're the lesbian adventurers. Go. <laughs> and they all pose. <laughs> and Kurt does stand with them. And that's yes. what However, is really important. Kurt is bamfing around and he is not his blue self. Whenever no. he bamps around, he's keeping himself not looking blue. That is important because it's going right. to come up at the end. And so then Lance looks at the lesbian Avengers all gathered together in like a sexy She-Ra pose. Yeah. And he's like, uh, let's get out of here because they're using their powers now and we can't actually take them because we didn't bring Wanda with us for some reason. Yeah. Also, Wanda no, wouldn't like have come Wanda to this. Wanda does not care. Like, yeah. by the way, Wanda for the rest of the show, she lives with the Brotherhood, but she's like not working with them. She's like, yeah, you guys are fucking dumb as fuck yeah like she's clearly not interested in this so the three brotherhood bros run away and so then kitty grabs kurt's wrist really quick and holds up his watch and she's like why don't you shut this off and dazzle them with the real you and kurt like recoils and he's like one step at a time which like i sort of understood and i mean kurt's arc in this is really interesting i just i appreciate that they're showing the nuances of this of him being like 
I'm sort of willing to come out on some level, but like not all the way out. And I think that's okay. You know, like, yeah, I like that. You know, I like that too. And also, by the way, the parking lot has been completely destroyed. Every yes. car is crumpled <laughs> yeah, up it's... and on fire. The ground has been torn apart. There's trees and power lines down everywhere. And she's yep. like, well, I don't know what to make of this shit now. She's like, yeah, she's I, like, I, this is not the impression I was hoping to make on the school board tonight. Yeah, uh, I know, really. And then it goes back to the ex mention, like, I don't know either that night or the next day. And everybody's I like, I think that night, like everybody's walking in because Logan's walking back from his like his hook sex up. hookup with Colossus, and everybody yeah. looks depressed. He goes, "Is there?" A, he's like, "Is there a funeral I missed?" And Scott's like, "Well, you could say that we dug our own graves." La- he no, Scott says we dug our own graves last night. So you're right. So it must be the next morning where they're all waking up looking sad as fuck. But Logan's like, "What the fuck happened while I was out like having sex in this barn?" <laughs> Xavier, and then Xavier goes, "Before I announce the school board's decision from last night, I just want to say how proud I am of all of you." And so it kind of sets up this idea that they're not going to go back to school. Yes. Uh, yes. And Scott goes, "How could you say that, Professor? We let you down." And Kitty goes, yeah, it doesn't take a genius to see how they voted. And Xavier says, you saved their lives. Gene's speech inspired them with sincerity. And as a result, they want to welcome me back. And everyone's like, why? We don't want to go back. Yeah, like, that's Evan, like- Evan is the first to answer and be like, go figure. Which like, I love this. I love that Evan is also like, yeah, I don't want to fucking do this shit. Yeah, like, Evan's like, they already, he's like, I've already done this as like a blackmail. I've not yeah, dealt like, with it as. Like, honestly, like Evan's already had to put up with shit at school constantly. Like, he doesn't want to fucking do this anymore. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I know. And Jean's like, sorry, professor. It's kind of like a good news, bad news kind of thing. Yeah. And Xavier has a really long speech where he goes, I realize that this is not an easy time for you, but please realize something. For whatever reason, you have been chosen to make the first steps into this new world. And I'm like, what do you mean for whatever reason, Xavier? You've been like literally (laughs) training them to do this all a lot. And like, it was your fucking guns they found, by the way. What do you mean for some reason? Anyway... (laughs) Uh, and so then Xavier's like to lead the way to be a beacon of hope for the mutants yet to come. Okay, and that part I agreed with. Uh, yeah. Then he says, "This is not only a big responsibility; it's a big honor." I'm always astonished with what can be built in the ashes of tragedy. For even in the face of bigotry and discrimination, the X Men will endure. And that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, the second half of his speech I really like, but I don't know. What, I don't know. He literally says, "For whatever reason," I'm like, "What do you mean, for whatever yeah. reason, dude?" Yeah, like, it's like, you... who's to say how we got here or who forced <laughs> you to go to school? I, mean, I, we can't even remember who that person was anymore, and let's not talk about it. But now that we're here in this situation, now you're doing a great it, job. It was like a combination of like Bolivar Trask and Magneto. <laughs> like, okay, Bolivar Trask wanted to kill the mutants with his robot, and Magneto brought them all into light and set them up. But Xavier yeah. also like had a thousand guns just in I his know. front lawn. Like also Xavier like basically thought that it would be fine for them to be closeted forever, and then it clearly wasn't. I don't know. It's just it's fine. Um, I mean, does so, anybody know that Xavier is a mutant yet, or do they think that he's somebody housing mutants? Like that's not clear. To that's me on a this good show. point. I don't think people know. I don't actually think people know because yeah, I think he's still in the closet. Wow. I don't know. It's like, it's really, I mean, Xavier is a questionable character. I remember us being like, he's going to be on X-Men Evolution. He's going to be better. And now at this point, I argue he's actually worse than the animated series version of him. I mean, tough call because we haven't yet had an episode where Xavier tried to kill all the X-Men yet. And that was on X-Men TAS. That did happen. That's true. That is true. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, uh, five out of five. Um, I wish I could give this an even higher score if it were possible, because like this episode was incredible. Just incredible. I mean, it, it's like everything you said, like every scene, it just takes you back to like, 
it either reminds you of something that you know is happening in the world or it actually brings you to a real life experience that we've actually experienced in our lives. So, Which, I mean, it's tough because it's like I watched the episode and then for like a full day afterwards, I was thinking about like horrific life experiences. And I was like, I mean, I guess in that way, it's kind of a bad episode to watch. But also it was great because I feel like it hand it handled the topic in a compelling way and yes. made me think. And I think if I had watched this as a, as a child, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it would have like prepared me or anything, but it, it, it's just interesting. I don't, I feel I don't like, think it would have done that either. I don't think it, I think. Yeah. I mean, we were relatively old by the time. I think by the time out. we were the right age we were group to be watching it because it was something that we were experiencing. We were late yeah, or like had already experienced and we're already like kind of moving past. Hold on. Let me look up something real quick and see X-Men Evolution air dates because I feel like that will help. It was 2000 to 2003. It was literally the last three years of high school for me. Yeah. Apparently this specific episode first aired on September 28th, 2002 for the record. Right. So like this was something that we were watching concurrently with uh, us being in high school. So like this was the experience that we were experiencing in real life. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we were the right age to be watching it. That's what I feel about that. Because obviously I related to it and like there's a reason why every single person that we hung out with like had a character that they loved from the show. Yeah, I feel like part of it is because I mean, like not all of our friends had great home lives. And um, I feel like that was easier to relate to for for those folks who like had a tough time at home or whatever, because like Wanda also was like dealing with mental illness, dealing with like a father who abandoned her, who like didn't understand her. And like, that's another thing that kids can relate to and like need to see in media, you know, is like not just, just queer representation, but also like, mental illness and being like i am not a neurotypical person and i want to like be treated as a human you know right I mean, <laughs> like, like this is just a lot work. you know there's a lot here that's interesting so. right and like i just like as i said it's it, it's our real life experiences and this this episode i don't want to break down like like literally everything because we just did that so we don't need to do it again our listeners mm-hmm. just listen to it but it really is like every scene yeah. managed to capture all the different perspectives of this and Yes, I think it really does play upon all the different types of bigotry that exist, but I think the queer one is probably the biggest one I felt in this episode. Like, I actually felt like this is one of the gayer episodes of X-Men Evolution. I would agree. I would agree. Like, not necessarily even in a sexy way, just being like, oh, well, this is just actually kids being gay during 2000, 2003. Yeah, like, the queer allegory felt really raw in this one, and I also felt like there was some stuff about racism in here, but it was, like, not as an allegory. It was, like, very literal, where it's, like, Amanda's a character who comes to Kurt and is, like, um, you should probably be there for your friends who are hurting because that's, like, what I would want. And then also Evan being, like, policed over his emotions as compared to the white characters and like that's just interesting to include there and i don't know it's just something that makes the show more interesting to have like these diverse mutant experiences in the mix as well right and then just that on top of the allegorical piece of it i don't know it makes it more complicated more interesting um yeah i think the show is really smart and i think it's really good and i hope people are watching it that's i say that every fucking week but you know what if they're not i mean they at least have us describing the episodes to them so yes so true we should talk about who's gay though because like there is an answer to that question
okay, this is, oh my God. So I, again, I don't, I cannot, I cannot iterate enough that Logan and Colossus were cruising. Like that is to I, the T what cruising I is. I was laughing so hard at those scenes because I think I, I was mean, just like, like treasuring the, it that they were yeah. there in the midst of the saddest episode of all time. The fact that there's just Colossus like blowing a kiss at Logan while cruising past him on his bike. Like what the fuck was that? Like why was this oh, so it was, gay? It was, Yeah, But the thing is that like it wasn't obvious enough to be blowing a kiss there was like a secret signal instead yes, and it was like which is so gay though oh, i know and then them going to this barn in the middle of nowhere and like taking their clothes off and like and then like, like crying being sad <laughs> at the end that they like they're like you know look it's like bad. okay like we can't fully come out and also this other like terrifying queer man i know is holding it over my head and okay, like but I also can't. like this is a real thing that would happen with like gay men that were in the closet posing as straight men and mm-hmm. we're like doing this like this this gay hookup thing where they'd go and cruise where they would then they'd like have sex with one guy and be like, do you like want to move in with me? Because like I like just for one second, this felt right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what Logan does here. He's like, do you want to move in with the X-Men? Like, yeah. He's like, do you want to live with me? And also Colossus, but also Colossus is, is doing Colossus the same wants thing. To, though. Colossus wants to do it. I would say like that. Yeah, I agree. Well, Colossus also came in for the other angle. He's like, do you want to move in with me? Like, yes. Colossus is like, join me. And, they both want to fuck more. I don't know. It's cute. I'm rooting it for is. them. I hope Me it works too. out. <laughs> I know. We're not going to see the end of whatever is Colossus's deal, which is sad. But mm-hmm. I definitely felt that way. I'm like, oh, they're gay, but they like can't be together, which is like extra sad. It is. And it happens to Logan constantly on this show. Like constantly. Like I feel like he and Beast can't quite make it work because. I don't understand what the fuck him and Sabretooth are doing. They're, they're into some weird, like, okay. weird sexy. I'm talking about Captain America, though. Oh, you're talking. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, he's like put okay, Logan's got Captain America on ice until like queer politics are okay and he can date Captain America and then like be like, okay, let's unice him, Nick. Like Yep, yep, yep. Okay, also, and then Nick. Nick is like also having sex with Logan, like okay, on the so side separately. In the comic books, Captain America, Logan, and Nick Fury, when they are together in the comic books, it's like, okay, they are clearly all each other's exes and they like have this really <laughs> weird sexual energy when they're together they're so messy and they're like so bad <laughs> about it it's really interesting to read every single time yep, yep. um anyway the, all of that energy was was here for logan like his many many exes ramona flowers style and he just was bringing that into his interaction with colossus and being like listen nobody can manage to stay with me for longer than five minutes i'm single i'm ready to mingle come live with me and yeah. colossus was like yeah bro i can't i am magneto's butt boy and there's nothing i can do about it uh yeah. which is tough it's tough I mean, it's, it's sad it's, it's sad it is sad. also we need to talk about these roommate matchups oh my god that's right i forgot about that already because like yeah. logan and colossus really took the cake on that one i know but like rogue and kitty sharing a room cyclops and kurt sharing a room yeah, and they're like, he's got covered in Kurt's hair. I'm like, okay, like I live with the dog. You can get hair on you, but like not that much. If like mm-hmm. when I get in my bed, the dog hair's not in the bed, by the way, even if the dog comes onto the bed with me because I shake all that shit out first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. only way that happens that I get that level amount of hair is me. And when I decide that I'm actively going to cuddle or roll around with the dog, and I'm like, oh, now I'm covered in hair. So, yep. Just yep. saying. So it's Just almost saying. like they were cuddling and rolling around is is all there is to that. Yeah. Also, Magma and Jean, yeah. they're probably hooking up a little bit. Just saying. Like, well, Jean's got to teach her how to be the lesbian Avenger now. Yeah. Because Boom Boom, well, Boom Boom and Amara are also dating on this show. Like They are, but I feel like that's, there's a little hold on that for now. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, Boom Boom's not here right now. So I right. don't know. 
anyway that's everybody who's gay it's a great show good show wow this episode turned out to be a long one (laughs) (laughs) it did it did um so anyway it's time for the plugs okay Uh, no pluggy today i don't know where he's at we don't need to know (laughs) yeah we don't need to know i'm just like pluggy's here but not here i don't know he's with mr sinister i didn't write down the next episode what's next week's episode mainstream wait that's no that's this this week's uh it's the one where it's about the brotherhood i'm looking it up it's got pietro and wanda and it's got oh gambit's in the next episode the gambit's a huge character in the next episode actually what's the next episode called <laughs> oh wait i could just look it up right here is that my thing hold on ha, ha, ha. okay so it is called the stuff of villains oh really interesting because we had the stuff of heroes last week so now yes. we've got the stuff of villains right that's fun i like how you kept on asking me what it was called and i'm literally holding up the episode list and you're like so anyway it's about gambit and i'm like what <laughs> yeah, maddie's just like quietly tried to google in the background and like yeah. meanwhile it's in this google doc that i have open right now i'm glad it's about gambit because i actually have been curious what gambit's up to especially now that we've seen colossus and logan hooking up i'm like when are gambit and rogue gonna get in the same room well I'm, I'm that's curious. not gonna be the next episode this next episode is gambit being sent by magneto to like see if the brotherhood's good enough to like work for magneto and magneto mm. and gambit's just like sitting around is like hey i'm sexy he like flirts cool. with lance oh my god there's like an episode i don't know he walks up to lance and lance he's like hey beautiful you want to <laughs> talk about being mutants and lance is like i don't want to fucking be near you and gambit's like well why not like how fucking charming i am like great i'm excited for that i'm excited for like 19 year old gambit who hangs out with high schoolers and 20 somethings alike and doesn't quite fit in with either group it's yeah, gonna be great much. i mean he's gambit's personality though where he says like hey share he's I'm just hot. flirty yeah my dick is hard too <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> so anyway um that's next week and until then you should probably go to the mutantages.com or mutantages.com and check out all the other places you can find us and contact us um you can send us an email at the mutantages at gmail.com you can join our discord server there's an invite link at mutantages.com on the right hand side you can call leave us a voicemail with a question comment whatever at one five oh eight three one nine one six six eight and also we've got a physical mailbox P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. Yeah, I got to go check that. It's been a little bit. Yeah, give it give it a check rooney because um, if we've got mail in there, we should do another unboxing video, which we do where? At our YouTube channel, which is The Mutant Ages. And we do all sorts of things that are like the unboxing video. We play through video games. Someday we'll continue that. It's been a little busy since like all the restrictions lifted and we're like oh hey now we have like a thousand things to now do. we have lives yeah <laughs> but we will play more games on there we sometimes pose as the actual x-men and do little parodies on there watch mm-hmm. our high school movies that were parodies of the x-men called demon i feel like everybody has seen those but any new listeners you should go watch that because we watch along with you and laugh at how terrible they are mm-hmm. also we sometimes take episodes from this show and match it up with episodes of the cartoons so yeah. you get like our voices coming out of Cyclops mouth. It's really yeah. fantastic. I also have a YouTube channel. It's uh, Ryan Pagella. I do all sorts of vlogging there. Uh, this week there will be, well, by the time you guys listen to this, there will be a convention video with Agatha all on on there. Excellent. Um, but I mostly focus on like adventures and theme parks and all that kind of fun stuff. So, you know, yeah. like if you're nerdy, if you're nerdy for superheroes, like, you know, like the DC superheroes, I'm at Six Flags a lot. Also, we are all over the internet, so you can find the Mutant Ages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok. Other stuff we've got related to the Mutant Ages, uh, we have ways that you can support us financially if you're able to afford to do that. That's we've got right. a store. 
you can buy right. you can buy a shirt that says bishop telling you the time travel is real and jumping out of the bushes it actually just says bishop yeah That's it just it. says the word bishop no it doesn't it doesn't um anyway we've got that on a shirt we've got it on a bag we've got it on all kinds of stuff we've got the mutant ages logo on those things check that out and then also if you want to just support us in a different type of way you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages back at all kinds of tier levels get bonus audio content bonus episodes uh bonus uh you can get copies of the soundtracks that i've written for this show and other other projects we've done and at the highest tier you get a shout out on the show shout out to our top tier patreon supporters no fun voice for y'all this week because unless i want to do a big dramatic speech as gene gray which i feel like maddie would be better at than me you're gonna get <laughs> also, a regular it would shout be out sad it would be a sad we don't, speech. We don't, let's let's end it with something happy like saying thank you to samuel b soren b and zach s for being Yay. our top tier patreon supporters we appreciate all of you you all have the x gene and we support you and love you that's right so thank you so much for listening and supporting our show Okay, let's say that you don't have any money um, and you can't afford to do all the stuff we just said. That's totally fine. You can write us an Apple Podcast review. You can give us a a star rating um, on Facebook or Apple Podcasts, or you could just share the show with your friends on your personal social media and just be like, hey, I like this show or share a specific episode you like and be like, this is one of my faves, whatever. That is how people hear about podcasts. Word of mouth, pretty much. I mean, that's uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. So we would much appreciate it if you like the show for you to share it with somebody you know. And that is it. That, that has been another episode of, of this show. Ages. We'll be back next week with that's more right. X-Men with Evolution. more X-Men Evolution. More dark telling of the X-Men. <laughs> more of this sad show. This show, uh, this season three, I don't know. I don't expect things. There will be funny moments, but it's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty it's changed. Sad. It's Except changed for cruise a lot. control. Cruise control is one of my favorite episodes because it's just fun. Yeah, it's it's like some of the X Men going on a cruise together and being like, "There's well, it's also still dark because everyone's like, there's mutants here, get them fuck off.' So they like go to an island and they like go in hot tubs and stuff. And Bobby's definitely gay. There's like a scene where like all these girls are in a hot tub and they're like, "Come on in, Bobby." He's like, "I can't." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty gay. Great. I can't wait. Also, didn't Bobby like refer to hot tubs previously on a different random episode? Like, isn't he obsessed with hot tubs? Why do I have that memory? I, anyway, you're right. I don't remember why he did that, but also he doesn't want to get into it. So there's yeah, that. I don't know. Anyway, um, right. we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. The